Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast. I hope you are doing well, keeping safe, and welcome to episode 165. My name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts, one of your co-hosts on Spark of Rebellion. And joining me as always, we are rocking and rolling in the Falcon as usual. We're on a bit of a run at the minute, a bit of a streak. We've both been on the same same episode for a couple of weeks now, so we're doing alright. We're doing okay. And we've got some news to go through this week. Ranging from uh, Solo 2. Uh, talk about that. The writer uh, has uh, not closed the door on that fully, which is good. Some sad news with one of the video game remakes. And then some uh, some merch news and some other bits and pieces via San Diego Comic-Con. So we're going to go through that stuff. And as I mentioned, my co-host is here as well. Let's bring him on. It's Mr. Mark Asquith. How you doing, dude? Here he is. Here he is. I'm all right, thanks, mate. I didn't have my shirt today. Stuck it on and got a hoodie on. And uh, now recording this, I'm like, I should have probably ironed it for a fleeting second. And then I think, nah, it's daft. Waste of time, innit? Daft. If you're not going out. Staying indoors, mate. What's the point? Mm. Already yeah. snagged your woman. No need to worry. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Got no one to impress at my age. <laughs> uh, uh, I was having lunch earlier, as you do. Mm. Front door went. And wife's like, well, I can't open the door like this, can I? I'm like, oh, for God's sake. All she's got on is just some PJ bottoms and like a top and, you know, a cardi, whatever. So I'm like, all right. Okay. So the rules do not apply to her. She Get has dressed, to love. Yeah. Are you a bum? So I'd say to her. Mm-hmm. The Come rules on. don't apply, mate. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm just is like, over. Yeah, open the door with my dressing gown open, pair of wimers. Just an old vest with some stains down it. Open the door. What do you want? Oh, can't you see I'm relaxing? What do you want? Kicking it back. Who was it? Delivery guy? Delivery guy, wasn't it? Of course yeah. it is. Forbidden Planet. No, what Forbidden Planet? Was it? It's a website called books, etc. Well, they use books and etc. Hmm. Well, books and that. New Batman Omnibus, please. Mm, to Omnibus. Omnibus, only by omnibuses these days. The odd single issue, knocking about, but mostly omnibuses, mate. Yeah. Collection of. Good. Yeah. Sad, isn't it, that? Storage is a problem, in it, when you get into it. And also waiting. The waiting is a problem. Like, I always mm. seem to buy just the limited, you know, like they did the Batman 89 one. I'm like, oh, that's all right, because there's only six issues. I'll get that issue by issue. It's quite cool to have it. But then, you know, when it's like a proper chunky run, like I want to do the same with Star Wars. I can't be bothered with that. Can't be bothered with that. Just get it dig- digitally, you know? Digitally, yeah. Probably not going to reread like, it. Uh, is, that, is that comic book reader still knocking around, the digital one? You and I spoke about it many moons ago. On chunky, yeah. Uh, is it called Chunky? I think so. Was it Chunky? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might. Was it was. I, I don't know actually. I, I used to have it on my. Uh, I was. We were on the on the beta list. Um, I don't know. Let me show. We just. I'm just going to Google it on the internet now. Right. Right. Chuffing now. Let's have a look. Bear with, listener. Bear with. Just one minute. One oh, minute. it's on Reddit. Fourth of August, twenty one. Chunky Comet Reader Pro to- totally took a dump. Uh oh. Oh no. But then let's have a look at the application store. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's been a while, <laughs> man. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that was a good little reader, that. It was a nice cool. little reader. I liked that you could link it to your DB Dropbox, which was good. <laughs> Import, yeah, <that> yes. Was... <laughs> do you know what, dude? I think I might just do that moving forward, you know. I might just read the odd single issue on, on the old iPad or something. And then for the full runs, get the uh, get the deluxe hardbacks or the, the Omnis or whatever. Mm. Easy, isn't it? Yeah. It is a storage problem, definitely. And like I said before, a waiting problem. Like, if you're anything like me, you'll read one issue and then you'll forget what's happened the month after. <laughs> so you've got to read it again. So you may as well just hang on, haven't you? Like, I remember when I did all the DC stuff, it was just it was just better reading it end-to-end. Because you'd easily... If you think about how much you read from a book, you'd easily smash six or seven comics in one sitting easily because just, there's just not much to them. So, yeah. Easy, yeah. man. Easy. I guess, dear, yeah. two quid a pop. Yeah. Which is why I um, hunt around on these uh, other websites at the minute. So there's a couple of good ones. So some tips for you, Star Wars listener, because they do. Uh, there's obviously a, a, a big influx of Star Wars uh, omnis and, and comics and whatnot. If you go to, so I think it's booksetc.com or .co.uk, one of the two. There's also speedyhen.com, which is another good one. And um, the other one is cheapgraphicnovels.com. You can find some really good... Really good deals on Omnis. And an Omnibus normally retails for about £70, £80, roughly, something like that. I think the last seven or eight that I've picked up, I've gotten for like 40 quid, like half price at least, just by having a look on those websites. And the Bat- the Batman one that arrived today, which is Batman Batman No Man's Land, that retails at 79 I think I got that for 48 49 So Class. Bargain. Bargain. Actually, I'm looking at the Vader one, actually. The Vader Omnibus, that's on there as well. Pick that up Yeah, next. fancy that one. Nice. No Man's Land, no Man Land is good, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Big old story, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old after aftershock, isn't it, with the earthquake? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Um, cataclysm. I think that story was with the earthquake. Oh, yeah. that's good. Oh, that was it. And then aftershock afterwards, and that led to No Man's Land. That was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, I'm trying to squeeze it onto the shelf anyway. It's not a Batman podcast, obviously. We're here to talk about Star Wars. How you been, dude? Star Warsy anything? Have you done anything Star Warsy this week? Um, a little bit of Lego Star Wars on the old PlayStation. Um, nice. Getting towards the end of uh, Phantom Menace now, playing them chronologically, of smashing through the story. Not really doing a lot of the collectibles, but enough to keep it interesting. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, I started the Shadow of the Sith book. I don't know if I started that last week or not. I can't remember. But finished Brotherhood. Yeah, started that. I'm about a third of the way through that one. Oh, I didn't know I had. A, I mentioned it now because I was annoyed. I was annoyed that it was like, <laughs> I was like justifying the prequels being all right to backstory and not this, not the sequels. And it is annoying because it, it does help the films out. I'm still pissed with it, but I am enjoying it actually. It's nice to see a bit of Luke and um, a bit of Lando. Not Oki or Bestoon. No one gives a shit about him. So that's what I've been doing. Anyway. Sweet. Yeah, you? Nice. Yeah not, yeah, not much for me, dude. I have finally finished up Fallen Order, though, so that's good. Found the little Did you find that room? Yeah. yeah I was sad. You got it, did you? I got it, yeah. Bit of a bit of a letdown, to be honest. Uh, went into the room, and it's just a bunch of static graphical assets that they just whacked in there. So Yoda doesn't move, doesn't talk, doesn't do anything. It's just, yep, cool. Screenshot. Get out of there. Gutted. Anyway, yeah, gutted. So did that, moved on. Yeah. 
didn't need to in the end. Finished it, so now I'm just trying to think of something else to play. I might um, I might download Battlefront 2 again and start smashing a few games on there. So I miss that. I miss that. I wasn't really one for the whole heroes versus villains thing. I don't know why, but I really, really like like the big round battles and stuff when you're just a stormtrooper and you're just kicking ass and whatnot. So I might download that and do some of that. Hmm. Get Otherwise, the internet yeah. going. <laughs> Use the uh, the broadband that I pay for every month. Mm. Use it for something. <laughs> Streaming Netflix. Teams. Good old teams. Netflix, yeah. Oh, dude, finish up Stranger Things as well. I know it's not Star Wars related, but God, Jesus. You need to get on that, dude. You need to get it watched. Finished. I've watched the first season. I was like, yeah, it's all right. This, I get it. And then I don't know. I just fell a bit out with it in season two. It didn't grab me quite as much. And then never got back to it. But I do know I need to do it. I need to do it. We're on This Is Us at the minute, which is not sci-fi at all. And it's just, you know, don't get me wrong. It's lovely and it's very well written. But man, that's a slog. <laughs> like 42,000 episodes. <laughs> yeah. When it's not sci-fi. No escapism. No, exactly. Mm. I don't want to know about your emotions. Get away. But we're watching it anyway. Still, could be fun. Could be fun. Yeah, all good. Let's crack on with some news, shall we? Let's do that. Uh, before we dive on to the first story, though, uh, let me just tell you, uh, you can uh, subscribe and follow to this podcast, didn't you know? You can do that in your fave app. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. Give us a, a follow there. You won't miss an episode then when it lands every single Saturday. Or if you head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen, that'll pick, uh, pop you off to all the various podcast apps and networks and whatnot. Just choose your preferred one. And we'd love to have you following the show. And if you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. You can join our other patrons, and we love you guys so much. Thank you for your continued support. You can jump on from a dollar upwards and get yourself some SOR swag. And also, we chat Star Wars throughout the week on the old socials. We're on Twitter and Instagram. So just go to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram and come and connect with us over there and chat Star Wars, which is all good. So the first story, dude, the headline story is uh, for years now, feels like years and years and years, there's been a campaign to continue with the solo um, movie uh, timeline. So after the first one apparently crashed and bombed, uh, it still did pretty well um, uh, in terms of movies at the at the cinema these days. I think it was just compared to all the other Star Wars films that didn't make a billion bucks and all the rest of it. But So in uh, the eyes of... Kathleen, probably, other Lucasfilm and Disney peeps and some Star Wars films. It was a bit of a flop. But there's been a campaign. You've probably seen it all over the place. Every time there's Star Wars Celebration or something else, you always see hashtag, So uh, I think it's Make Solo 2 Happen. That's a really popular one that always surfaces all the time. And it appears that they haven't closed the door completely on Solo 2. So uh, there's been an interview with Lawrence Kasdan. He's the dude that's been kind of on and off connected with Star Wars over the years. Uh, obviously involved very heavily with the um, with the original trilogy, being the writer on um, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, uh, and then various uh, other bit, uh, books and, and whatnot. Wrote the screenplay for The Force Awakens, and then co-wrote uh, the Solo movie. And everybody thought, because it was considered a flop, etc., that we would never see that come back and uh in this interview i'm getting this from inverse.com uh essentially said look i'm i'm down for it 
You know, a lot of people have said, look, why don't you just do a Disney Plus TV streaming thing? That seems to be the thing these days. That will get you your foot in the door, get that thing rocking and rolling. But he's not interested in that. He's like, yeah, would be all right, but not really feeling the the TV um, streaming thing. I would rather do a full-on movie, which is really cool. So this is no confirmation in any way, shape or form that Solo 2 is happening or anything like that. But what is good is that it's not a, um, yep, that's just never going to happen. So he hasn't said that. And he said that he continually talks to um, Ron Howard and some other people uh, about what they really liked about the solo film and what didn't go so well and what they could improve. So it sounds relatively positive, dude. There's conversations happening about it still, which is good. But there's no green light, obviously. But I don't know. Solo 2 one day. What do you reckon? It's a funny situation, isn't it? Because it was like just shy of 400 million global box office. And this is just according to the internet. 220 almost in the US. So apparently, again, this is purely according to just the numbers online. It, it, it reads that they Disney had to make 500 million in order to break even, you know, when you consider marketing and everything else that goes alongside it. And it makes you think to yourself, you know, maybe there's a lesson there that's the other way around, which is like, you know, spend a bit less on more character-esque stories. Like Solo was the, the perfect opportunity to tell a more character-based story that was less... Uh, budget driven so it was sort of a fascinating problem I think Solo and then obviously you had Lord what's his name Phil Lord and the other kid from Lego Movie that, that disembarked and so it had all these weird sort of problems before it even got to the cinema but I was like the first time so I was like meh the second time I saw it I was thought to myself actually this is a pretty good romper a movie you know did it need making no it didn't but it's actually watchable and it's decent and it's it's nice, it's fair, it's not a bad movie. And I think that leads to the bigger problem then for Disney, which is you almost can't not do a Solo to or a version of something with Solo because it's hand-freaking-Solo. Like, you know, we all want more Leia, we all want more Luke, and we're getting that in various guises. And, you know, there's only one piece missing from that original trilogy trifecta, and that is Han Solo. So you sort of... you've. I imagine as Disney, you find yourself with this problem. Like, we have to do something more with this character. And what do we do? Do you start from scratch or do you do you kind of just acknowledge Solo exists and you, you build on it? Because, you know, the casting was fine. You know, there's a lot with Kira. She's been brought back in other medium, um, mediums even. So, uh, yeah, it's a funny situation, man. I, th- I'd be, I don't know if I'd want to see another movie. Mm. I don't know if I want to see another movie. But what would I want to see him appear elsewhere? Don't know. I don't know. Tough one, man. As in the character in that timeline and the actor that played. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the actor and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird situation to be in, isn't it? Because um, oftentimes you 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 hear of movie studios and certain executives at studios that will just throw a brick through the window of any kind of conversation or anything about something returning or whatnot even if behind the scenes they haven't closed the door you often get a definitive like no that's just done you know it's never going to happen so it's it's almost a nice problem to try and solve narratively and you know storytelling wise with that character because do you think they should have because i get the feeling that so that solo was a warm-up so their original plan if we think right back to the early days when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they announced all these films, they were going to do a Yoda film. They were going to do a 
Boba Fett film, I think. And then I'm going to do something else. Uh, do you think Solo was the warm-up to try and get audiences into that sort of, um, okay, this year we're doing a spin-off film. The next year it's going to be one of the saga films. It was, I think that was the original plan. Hmm. So, yeah, to me, Solo was the warm-up to open the door to do the other ones. Do you reckon they should have gone with another character then in this main spin-off film, or is Solo a good warm-up? Um, I mean, I don't know, because if we look at when Rogue One, when did Rogue One come out? Was that 2018 or was that the 2016 one? That was 2016 and Solo came out 2018, I think. So 2018. So Rogue One opened it. Um, so I don't know. It's a funny one because I don't know. The character is, is, is a, you, you're not going to do Luke. You're not going to do Leia. Like you got the natural one is to do Han Solo because my mum again usually litmus test, like my mum knows Han Solo. So like who else would you choose? Like they did Road Rogue One. Why did Rogue One do so well? Well, you gotta assume it's because they were able to potentially show Vader in marketing, potentially show the Death Star. Um it it was riding the wave of Force Awakens the year after that came out. So I, I don't know, it's a funny one because half of me is like, yeah, you, you know, it was a weird character because I don't know if anyone knew that there was more story to tell, but then at the same time, it was sort of obvious, you know, who else would you have gone with? Arguably Yoda, that's more complex. It's a bigger story problem because it's, there's a lot of canon there to figure out. You know, if you look at, um, who else you like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Same sort of scenario. You, 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 it's only big on Disney Plus because it's us that want to see you and McGregor back. But would that fly at the box off? I don't know. And it's you know then with Han Solo, it's actually is it Han Solo if it's not Harrison Ford? Do you put Harry, do you try and do something to get Ford back to do some sort of narration or some sort of you know? I, there's just top and tailed of let me tell you a story kid just for the ma- almost just for the posters so that my mum sees it it's like ah, fucking that's Han Solo so I don't know there's a lot in that question it's not I don't think it's quite the yeah it's the wrong character it's sort of it feels like the right character but the the wrong um the, almost the wrong marketing and it came out in May as opposed to December you know summer movies We'd already started associating, you know, by that time we'd had Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, all in December. Would it have done better during December? I I would suggest probably, yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a box office expert. So I don't know, man. It's a complex question, that I think. I don't know. Mm, there's a lot to it. Yeah. One thing's for sure, and I thought about this the other day, the, the next Star Wars film that comes out is going to struggle so much, I think. Because, not just because it's Star Wars, but the whole Disney Plus, whatever, streaming services and whatnot. Because I'm pretty sure, when did the the most recent Jurassic Park film land in a cinema? That could only have been, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, like, I was away, man. So it was, yeah, less than a month. Yeah. And you can already buy that through... um, pretty sure you can buy it now through apple tv and stuff you can definitely buy it through sky sky cinema store and it's still in the cinema now so the chances of the next star wars film trying to hit that real big billion or you know half a billion target revenue how the how the frick are they going to do that because 
it's like a, it almost feels like the cinema is becoming like event cinema for the sake of certain things. But your average run of the mill, you know, blockbuster release is good for a week or so. And then that's it. Everyone's at home on the sofa, you know, binging it out that way. So it's not like the old days when the old days, it's not like when films came out before and then you had to wait literally, what, six months, eight months for it to come out at home. So within that time, you had a real decent run at the cinema and then mm. the box office stuff just trickled in and it built up and up and up. I don't know how they're going to do that this time. So the Patty Jenkins film, that's, you know, the Rogue Squadron film and mm. whatnot and whatever uh, Watiti's working on and so on. Frick. I don't know how they're... Surely the the focus and the target must move. It can't just be, it has to make a billion dollars. Surely that can't be the thing anymore, right? It it's be. weird. It, it, exactly. I mean, that's a great point because... I've just been having a look at some of the other movies that came out. So there's there's probably two great examples of this, ones of this year that were big events in them. There's Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and then there's Top Gun Maverick. There's and there's there's, there's a lot of similarities with them. They are follow-ups to other things. So you've got that to build and you stick Tom Cruise's face and you know the Top Gun logo and the soundtrack and your marketing's easy. You know, Doctor Strange that was hyped up that was hyped up you know and I, I don't know if you've seen it but it was it, yeah. it was it was hyped up <laughs> you know and and it was I don't want to say anything else but we were going into that looking for things so that sort of did its job mm-hmm. so when you compare the two Top Gun Maverick is not out on stream and it's still at the box office it's still in the theatres Doctor Strange came out on Disney Plus very 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 quickly. Both of them touched a million, a billion. Doctor Strange just about touched a billion, just shy of, and, and Top Gun's far surpassed it. But they're both massive event cinema, like you said, and they're both with characters that certain people have either grown up with or have got a nostalgic feeling towards, or who are so pivotal to a bigger universe, in Doctor Strange's case, that they're following up like five different stories, WandaVision and Spider-Man and Loki and, you know, everything else. It's all... So when you then throw something like the consideration of Solo 2 into the mix, you almost have to be like, oh, actually, we're going to need a Luke Skywalker on it or we're going to need a Yo- or a Mace Windu or... We're gonna... Because it, Solo is not the hook. Like, it's just clearly not a big enough character unless, like I said earlier, you get the Harrison Ford back. And then, to your point... What does Patty Jenkins do? The only thing she can do is stick an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter on there. Like, it's yeah. the only thing that people are like, oh, fuck, that's Star Wars. That's the thing that I love. And then, you know, Watiti, I don't know. I mean, this is the, I suppose, the concerning thing is that they could be brilliant films. But unless they either have lower budgets and the expectations are lower or they hit the billion dollars, um, how do you market something new in Star Wars? And that then links right back to the Skywalker saga and why they'll never be finished with it. Because it's the Batman, you know? it will Batman will never stop making money. It's just that simple. And that's why DC constantly... Like ben Affleck's back in Lost, uh, Aquaman Lost Kingdom. It was um, announced on Instagram by Tom Momoa earlier. Someone's going nuts at that, aren't they? Someone in WWB <laughs> like, fucking Momoa. You go tell him. I'm not telling him. He's in the size of him. You go tell him. <laughs> 
He let me he let me with his bass bass guitar, no chance. But it's um, <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? There's only certain saleable things about Star Wars to fans who aren't Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad will go watch a Batman movie, and my mum will go watch a Batman movie because it's Batman. They'll go watch probably go watch a Luke Skywalker movie or a Mandalorian looking movie. You know, I think it's Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. So and so you've got this problem, haven't you? It's almost like Disney. Disney needs to figure out its, um, like, where does it want to make its money and how does it want to make it? Because it's not like, oh, we made 500 million, that's a flop, fine. Just You should have just put 150 million into it instead then, you know, be a bit fairer. So it's such a hard situation, man. It is, man. Yeah. And old Ben Affleck, he's chilled now, and he, since he got married. Jesus. Got his knickers right in a twist, didn't he, before about playing Big Batman time. and whatnot. Yeah. JLo's just like, Say it. It's like, <laughs> so what? She's like, do it. It's like, do what? You know what? She's like, Jello, what are you talking about? You know my name. She's like, yeah, it's Jello from the block. She's like, no, it's not. It's Martha. <laughs> Say it. Say it's Martha. Do it. And in my mind, Jello calls because he he shortens her name. I'm sure in private. Um, I imagine that she calls him his full name. All the time. So it's like, Ben Affleck, do you want a drink? <laughs> yeah, no, sweat jailer. No bother. Go on. Say it, Ben Affleck. Call me Martha Ben Affleck. Do it. <laughs> and that's why he's back as Batman, mate. Yeah. He just needed a he just needed a little prod from the right person happens to be his now. He's now a wife, I suppose. She probably just look she's like Ben Affleck, just put the freaking suit on, yeah. Just stop being an arsehole, just go and do it. He's like, all right then. Jason, I'm in. Get the Instagram out. Let's do it. Oh, Jason Momoa. Look, Jason, I've got this van full of Guinness, but I need to tell you something. Take, <laughs> take it as yours. Yeah. Take but I need to tell you off. <laughs> the Guinness. In fact, do you know what, Momoa? Get in that swimming pool, take your top off. Let's do Aquaman. Get the Guinness out. <laughs> Pour it. Get it in the swimming pool, Momoa. But then Momoa's also started calling him Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Ben Affleck, let's do a selfie. Let's do a selfie. And uh, that's the solo problem. <laughs> that is the solo problem. That's probably how you solve it. Just get the actors there, mess around on Instagram, build a bit of hype, marry one of them off. It's all good. Yeah, you do it, innit? Just need to do that to Ezra Miller now. <laughs> get him sorted out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, he needs a firm hand. If anyone needs to be shackled In by it. the soul-sucking, soul-destroying life that is marriage, it's Ezra Miller, for sure. Still, anyway, Anyway, moving on. Got some toy news now. Toy news that has, in fact, has come with a bit of a double, double-sided uh, benefit. So it's always cool having new Star Wars toys to stick on the shelf and put high enough up so you're nieces, nephews and kids, etc. can't play with them. Get away and from San that. Diego. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. Play it's with this knife toy. instead. <laughs> That's so true. Put that down. It's not a toy. But it looks like it. No. No, it's not. Have you seen these before? <laughs> what are they, Dad? They're called plug sockets. <laughs> and they don't break when you play with them. That winds me up as well. When my sister comes over, 
She's like, I'll just let them play. No, no, don't you start either. Just because you don't get it. Best yeah. off. Had that you before. That one of the lads came over a bit ago and he's like, uh, I don't get why you collect all these toys. I'm like, you watch football, mate. It takes up your entire life. And you're <laughs> complaining at me for collecting things that I can enjoy constantly without the fear of disappointment and sinking money into something that is never going to give me any fun. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, good. <laughs> that was a conversation stopper, was it? Not seen him since. So. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted come on, bro, bro. No. Come on. Right. Come on, Ben Affleck. <laughs> so, where was I? Where was I, dude? Uh, toy news. Yes, out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the Hot Toys peeps were there, showcasing some of the upcoming figures. Figures. Some of the upcoming collectibles that they've got coming out in the next year or two. And the first one is, of course, Darth Vader from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And when I say it's got sort of two benefits to it, the first one is it's obviously a very, very good-looking Darth Vader statue. It looks very, very detailed. This is the um, the six-scale deluxe version. And it looks very, very nice. It's got the LED light-up lightsaber. Everything looks gorgeous. The um, The... The costume details are all there. The little lights on the panel. Super accurate. Looks very, very cool. But what's cool about the deluxe version is that you get an alternate headpiece, a little head sculpt that you can stick on. And fans are losing their shit because it's probably the best... It's the best view that you've got of Anakin Skywalker with the damaged, busted-up face underneath the helmet, which is so true, dude, because in the TV show, because of artistic lighting and storytelling and whatnot his face was very much shrouded in shadow and you just saw the glow of the lightsaber and there wasn't really much that you could get from that you could obviously see his eye and the glowing eye sometimes and, and stuff like you could tell it was hayden but um you can't really see much of the detail whereas the the hot toys dudes when they do their head sculpts i'm pretty sure these days they do like some kind of laser you know, they, they get the moulds. Most of the time they get the moulds and everything else from the film studio so they can make a real accurate um, sort of laser sculpted moulded head. And dude, this looks very cool. So the the, uh, the deluxe version. So if you're going to get this listener, make sure you get the deluxe one. It's the only one that comes with the, the alternate helmet. But uh, it looks really good. Like the helmet itself looks really cool. You can tell that it's been sort of cauterised and burnt as the lightsabers slice through it. And then you've got um, Anakin's uh, scars on his head, and it really does match the um, the the show when he's in a back to tank. But also from the Return of the Jedi when Luke takes Vader's helmet off, you know the whole "Let me look upon you with my own eyes" sort of thing. All the scars on his head and everything, they all seem to match up roughly to that as well. So some badass detail there. So I know you're not collecting at the minute, dude, but it's be a nice Christmas present from the missus. Ask for it, sure. This is a very dif- difficult one not to get, mm. and it and mm. it's I don't I can't remember what the cost of it is. Um, I'm on the octave side, but it's bucks. It's, it's a, one thousand pounds. Um, but I mean, this is a tough one not to get. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a look. But yeah, I mean that is a t- it's a very tough one not to get this because it's just it'll look badass. Wouldn't even need to be in. In fact, you wouldn't want it near anything. It'd just have to be on its own with a lot of space mm-hmm. around it. It's just going to look badass, dude. 
Um, you think you'll pick this up? Um, I'm in two minds only because um, I'm not really, I've not dipped my toe into the water with the whole hot toys sideshow thing yet because I know that once I do, it's game over. I fucking know it. As soon as I get one, it'll be like, that shelf's looking a bit lonely. That shelf's looking lonely. I need to get some more. And it's not just Star Wars. Obviously, they do a billion different bloody franchises and figures and stuff. So I'm really tempted, though, mate, because of all the figures that they've... Um, I keep saying figures. Of all the statues that they've done of Vader, this one is the most badass one. So for the same reason you said, it's very difficult to say flat out, no, I'm not going to get it. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. The problem with this is, I agree, you will go down the path because hot, I mean, the detail on this is outstanding. The face, like you said, is just absolutely crazy. Um, and yeah, it's just, you do go down that rabbit hole, don't you? And it's just really dangerous because it's like, not only do they do Star Wars stuff that's badass, but they do everything else that you like as well. You know what I mean? Like you end up with an Iron Man or you end up with a Batman or a whatever. Oh, yeah. It is tough. It is tough. I don't think the Hot Tie site is not playing very nicely at the minute. So we'll maybe see how much it costs in a bit. But if you just have I've a quick look on there, like there's all like there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is badass. Um, they're just all very well done. Um Hence the price tag, but it, I agree, man. It's almost dangerous. Mate, this one's all right. This one's on. all right. I'm looking at it on Sideshow, and they show it in pounds as well, 280 pounds. Oh, all right. Well, that's that fucked then, isn't it? Thank you. And some, like, listener, I know you're thinking, what? 280 quid. But let me tell you, a lot of the special edition figures, fuck, a lot of the special edition statues from Hot Toys and... Diamond Select and all these sorts of places, you're looking 500 quid most of the time. Like the premium format statues, all that, even up to like 800 quid for a lot of these, like the big, um, uh, the Hulkbuster statue from mm. from the Avengers and all that stuff. We're talking serious money. This one, dude, it's not too bad. Oh, they do a layaway plan as well. 50 bucks a month for a few months. Oh. Do you know what? The problem with this is, well, see, I've already started, right? Because the Anakin Skywalker <laughs> that I wanted... Uh, <laughs> That's also on there. Mm. So this is, the, and this is what the problem is. We said it. Yeah. We said it a few minutes ago. And we've only been looking at this for what, three minutes and already. God. Oh, mate. So yeah, I'm tempted big time. This could be, oh, what is that? What's that little thing there? What does that come with? That little hologram thingy. Who's that in the hologram? Who's that? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Who is it? Oh, it's, it oh. does. It's the Inquisitor. Oh, the Inquisitor. Nice. <sighs> this has got the a LEDs good one, that, as isn't well. It? Oh. Like the, all the little buttons and switches on his belt and on mm. his chest plate. They all light up as well as his lightsaber. Freak. Where would I put it? I'd put it down there. I'd find a place for it. <laughs> Uh, right, we're going to stop the cogs turning from this. Right, okay, so Darth Vader, limited edition, deluxe version, Hot Toys, via Sideshow. Go and do that if you want to. It's a very good price. What's the uh, exclusive version? Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 it no, says no, no, deluxe no, no, no. version exclusive. What's the difference with that? 
No. Oh my god. Yeah, you do. You get the. Yeah, that is. You get. You get the. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Okay. Oh my god. Here we go. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Otherwise, we're going to start hitting the add to basket buttons. Yeah. Some more toy news out of San Diego Comic Con. So, Jedi Fallen Order, the now confirmed announced sequel, which is due to drop next year, Jedi Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, we've got our first look at Cal Kestis via a toy from Hasbro, which is cool. So, normally these things are reserved for trailers and gameplay demos and whatnot of the game. Um, but uh, Respawn have said to Hasbro, yep, just go ahead, man, just drop the toy. It's all good. So we can see Cal Kestis in his new, slightly new look, how he is going to appear in the first, in the the, the next game, uh, Jedi Survivor. And uh, he looks pretty decent, actually. He's, um, you can tell he's matured a little bit. His outfit is very much um, reminiscent of something you would see in uh, Rogue One, something like that. Uh, he's got a bit more stubble, looks a bit more like he's uh, like he's seen a bit of action, a bit more rugged sort of thing, hair's a bit shorter. But more importantly, his weapon choice has uh, changed up a little bit since the first game. So in the first game, it was lightsaber only. That was your lot. In this one, he's now rocking a blaster. A little bit Han Solo-ish with this one. He's still got his lightsaber, but he's rocking the old, uh, uh, the old blaster, dude. So um, yeah, we've got our look at Cal Kestis in the sequel. Yeah, it's a nice look as well. It's um, it looks like a, a good chunk of time has passed, doesn't it? It's um, it's good to see. It. It's 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 curious about how they're going to sort of weave this guy in as well. Like, I'm curious about whether we'll see him in anything. We've said it a thousand times, like, but it just seems silly to have Cameron Monan and not use him when they're doing so much with him, like physically, to make him look like he's you know he's making his way and he's doing all right and he's you know. He's obviously alert to the fight after the first game. So it's um, bigger picture, as we always talk about when this comes up, curious about what they're going to do with him. But this particular um, release, I really like it, man. I think it looks really good. It's a huge upgrade. Make, sort of um, the, the original game, The Fallen Order, it certainly felt like he was like the kid, you know, and he was the, the sort of finding his way. And he felt like that with the pawn show and the way that he was uh, portrayed and just the, the visual elements that that were part of his makeup, but this is it's a it's a very uh, very rugged jump, isn't it? So I do like what they've done with it, man. I think it looks cool, um, and it's interesting with a blaster. You know, the idea of maybe having to hide the Jedi side of him and and and, and keep the lightsaber undercover a little bit, like uh, we saw in Rebels and stuff. So it's yeah, a few little tidbits there that we could we could dig into. But yeah, I really like this, man. I really like it. It's one of those that I wouldn't get because it's not core enough to like. I'm not. It's not core enough to my likes within Star Wars to really kind of have that on my shelf. Um, but I, I do really like it. Like if someone got it for me, I'd be like, oh my God, that's badass. Like I sort of wanted it, but didn't want to spend any money on it, if that makes sense. So if it was, do you know what I mean? Um, that's where that sort of, I think that's where that sits in the hierarchy for me of, of like Star Wars stuff. But yeah, it's lovely, man. Yeah, it looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, both my neighbours are both cutting their grass at the same time. So apologies for the... Uh one electric, one petrol mower in the background. But yeah, um, what's cool about this one is BD1 is, is thrown in as well. So that's kind of cool. Nice little nice little thing there. And uh, on to uh, other gaming news. So while uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is pushing forward and hopefully going to hit the re uh, release date for next year, another video game, which we reported on a few months ago, 
has sadly stalled. So Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, it was a timed exclusive for the PlayStation 5, I believe, initially. And it was going to be a proper, proper remake from the ground up. It looked very, very cool, the details they put out initially. It sounded like they were going to um, really bring it up to modern console, modern generation standards, but also really tweak the story and make sure it was a... It was all rocking and rolling, but sadly, that's been, quote-unquote, delayed indefinitely, according to a report from Bloomberg. And I say quote-unquote because I never know what that means, delayed indefinitely. So maybe you can give me your point of view on what, that think, on what you think that means, dude. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame because um, although I don't have a PS5 at the moment, I'm pretty sure it was timed. So maybe six months or a year late, it was coming to Xbox anyway. And uh, I was really up for it. So sad news on this one, dude. Did you ever play the original one? Yeah, but not. It was before I was really kind of deep into Star Wars. It was it was when I was just really focused on like movies and and stuff. So it, yeah, it didn't really stand out to me. But it was only because I didn't, you know, the IP wasn't something that I was I was um, focused on at that time. But I, I do remember it, and it it is a shame, isn't it? Because it's like a, um, I suppose it's a kick to that nostalgic side of us that. Because, you know, we, we were so hyped when this came out. Like, it was arguably the most exciting bit of news that we'd had from a video game perspective among the fandom for such a long time. You know, we know the Jedi Survivor stuff. We know um, everything else that come out and, you know, all the the, the, the the kind of High Republic video games. Forget what that was called. But this really got fans in a frenzy. Um, and it is a shame, isn't it? It is a shame. That delayed indefinitely to me just does sound like it's been canned. You know, it sounds like it's a, we know it would be a good idea. We just, for whatever reason, financially, whether it's a logistical thing, whether it's a team thing, um, we just, we can't put it out yet and we can't dedicate any time to it. We know it's a good idea. We might do it in the future. So we'd rather not sort of kill it, but it is killed. You know, that's how mm. I'm reading into that, dude. But it is a shame. It is a shame, yeah, because I think this would do really well because... Knights of the Old Republic is such a popular game from back in the day. So, like, thousands, tens of thousands, millions of fans probably uh, for this game. It was played to death on PC and then the original Xbox, I think, and some other consoles. But it was such a really engaging story, though. That was a good. That's the great thing about this. It's not big. It's one of the few. It's one of the few stories that's not part of the main saga, which is just as. Um, deep and, and gripping as like all the Skywalker stuff and whatnot. It's a really good, like it takes a little while to, for me anyway, it took a little while to get into it after the first hour of play, I think, if I remember rightly. Before that, I was like, okay, this is not too bad. It's not amazing like everybody's saying it is, but it's not too bad. But then after that first hour or so, it just, I don't know, you just want to keep playing and playing and playing. It's a, it's a great game. So a bit of a shame, but yeah, that's the delayed indefinitely thing. I just read that as it's done. It, it's cancelled. So I don't know, but that's a shame. But we'll keep you updated though if we hear anything, because uh, they haven't said this officially. But a lot of people have said that it's because they've had to fire a couple of um, top level people involved with the project. So uh, you need those. Um, you need those dudes. Uh, one of them's a design director, I think. So you obviously need somebody like that. You can't just plough on and not have that that talent there. So. Um, if somebody steps in and does it, we'll, we'll let you know. So Knights of the Old Republic on the PlayStation 5, that remake has uh, reportedly been done. Uh, and to finish up with them, let's talk about um, some potential stuff that might be coming potentially randomly to Star Wars <laughs> uh, in the next uh, 
few weeks, months, whatever. And this comes via way of uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com and uh, not just them, but some other sites have noted that Lucasfilm have filed uh, a bunch of trademarks recently relating to uh, something that's not... You wouldn't initially think, okay, that's directly related to Star Wars, but um, it's uh, it's definitely there somehow. So there's been three trademarks filed. One's called The Great Circle, one's called The Galactic Circle, and one's called Circle of Resistance. So you can tell a mile off that it's Star Wars related. It just doesn't mention Star Wars in the trademark or anything like that. And the reason why people are getting excited about this is because um, last weekend, uh, just before San Diego Comic-Con kicked off, um, Marvel um, did a similar thing. They started to file a bunch of trademarks at the last minute, and then they announced all of those things days later at Comic-Con. So they filed trademarks for the Kang Dynasty, Thunderbolts, Multiverse Saga, all that stuff. And then uh, within a few days, you know, all that stuff was announced and, and whatnot. So a lot of fans are thinking that, is Lucasfilm going to do a similar thing? Is this circle of resistance, galactic circle thing? Um, going to come to fruition in some form. So nothing's been said yet. Um, and the only thing that's also kind of joining the dots together a little bit is I don't know anything about US trademarks, really, but uh, these trademarks have been filed with the labels 9 and 41. And somebody very clever has gone back and looked at the previous trademarks that had the same labels and they were things like uh, Galaxy of Adventures, Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, Force Awakens, those kinds of projects. Um, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, they've all got the same labels attached to them, this uh, 9 and 41 with the trademark. So we could be have this. So this is either something just brand new that they want to get done now for like some future thing, or this is upcoming projects that we know about. So is this the Watiti thing? Is this the Ryan Johnson thing? Probably not. But is this, you know, something that's going on? that we kind of know about and now they're just getting the wheels in motion to um to get it announced so thoughts on this one buddy well 9 and 41 so 9 class 9 in the US includes um trademarks pertaining to a lot of things but one of those things in that class is cinematography and 41 again a lot of things education tutoring um but one of the things in there is entertainment um so yeah, that's mm. that's that's sort of a given. Um, I I think this is probably something to do with what we might see announced at D twenty three in a couple of months. It's not even a couple of months now, is it? About six seven weeks. So I think that's is it about the ninth tenth issue of September D twenty three over in Anaheim as normal. Yes. So yeah, I yeah. think we're gonna get some Marvel stuff. It's already been leaked or um, maybe even. They can't have been confirmed, but it's certainly been heavily, heavily speculated that Marvel's going to announce a few of the things at D23 as well. Um, Star, I think Star Wars will as well. I think we'll get some updates from Watiti. I think we'll get some updates on, on new TV shows and whatever. So yeah, I think this is related to that. I think given the timing, um, I don't think it's anything that they would register early and then sit on because the rumour mill just then would persist for years. I think it's more likely to be something that we'll see pretty quickly or related to something that we'll see pretty quickly because um, then they don't have to worry about the that you know, the fl flames being fanned of the rumour mill for the next three to five years. So yeah, I think that's what that is, dude. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. And I knew you'd know about the trademark stuff, the whole US thing. It's, yeah. 
Big time. I just knew that was knocking around in your brain and stuff. Yep. So D23 is September 9th, which is a Friday. So that's really not long at all. So just get through August and then it's another couple of weeks or even just a week into September. So that does make sense, I guess, with the timing. You know, you register this stuff reasonably close to something like D23 and then you're you're good to go with your announcements and whatnot. So, yeah, you're probably right, dude. I'd buy into that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds interesting, though. This whole galactic circle or circle of resistance it sounds very um, sort of pre-OT again to me, uh, which is could be could be cool. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And uh, we're going to wrap there, bud. Let's uh, let's stick a pin in there for episode one hundred and sixty-five. It's been cool shooting the breeze and talking Star Wars with you as always, dude. Uh, let's see if we can get together next week as well to keep the old the old Falcon train going. It's been good. Um, we will let you know on what happens with uh, Knights of the Old Republic at the moment, though it's stalled, in delayed indefinitely, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll keep you uh, up to date on what's happening with that. And let us know on the old socials if you're thinking about picking up this Darth Vader statue from Hot Toys. It looks very, very cool. Do not put in the tweet or anything. Yes, you guys should absolutely buy it because it's badass. Just let us know. If you've picked it up, you can do that over on our Twitter and Instagram. So sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. Let us know about that. Uh, we will be back next week. Until then, dude, have a good one. You too, mate. Yeah, good to chat. I don't know what's going on next week. Are we, uh, are we off? Are we not off? Is anyone off? Oh, we're good. No, I think we're golden. Although... The missus is out, so I might have an hour with the little kid. She can come on though, do a bit of gurgling. Yeah. She'll be gutted about that Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, she will be. <sighs> yeah. But I remember playing that. I don't even remember Christmas, Dad. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I Fair don't know. <laughs> but uh, okay. to her. for those of you that don't know, Mark's uh, Mark's daughter is very young, so she won't remember anything like from yesterday. Yeah, so. absolute fact. She's in fish memory at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, but we will be back. No, it'll be good, man. It'll be good to chat through and uh, looking forward to it as always. Nice to chat through some news items today. It always feels like it goes quick, like we rush through, but then we're up to like 50 minutes. And I thought it was like, when I looked at the list, I was like, ah, slow news week, slow news week. And then you still spend 50 minutes chatting on it. It's weird, isn't it? But enjoyed it as always, dude. Indeedy. Yes, the old cliche. It goes past, time goes past when you're having fun, eh? So, until next week for episode 166, take care of yourselves, have a good one, and may the Force be with you, always.